And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course, and it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We continue to celebrate our friends and partners over at Isotope, and we got some big news for you. The gold standard of audio repair, RX11, is coming in May. In the meantime, you can buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. Tour Story listeners get 10% off by using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All at isotope.com. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hello, Tour Story listeners. Thank you for your continued support, and welcome to Season 4. I'd like to take a second to thank our friends and sponsors over at Isotope. Here at Ruinous, Chris and I rely heavily on easy-to-use tools like RX and Ozone for all of our audio repair, mixing, and mastering. Now, Tour Story listeners can get 10% off Isotope plugins or try Music Production Suite Pro for free for 30 days using code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. To get your discount and check out all of their easy-to-use products, go to isotope.com slash ruinous. That's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com slash ruinous. And use code FRET10. And thank you for listening. Hey, man. Hello. What's up? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, nothing. I'm having tea with you right now. Oh, no, my tea's all uh, gone. Never do you mind. need to replenish? Uh, no, no, I'll be fine. I've already had two. What kind of tea <laughs> do you drink? Earl Grey or Yerba Mate, but today Earl Grey is what it is. Is Yerba yeah. Mate herbal or is it caffeinated and herbal? Or uh, I think it's caffeinated and herbal. It's definitely, but it's more of a like a cleaner sort of caffeine. Yeah. You know, you don't come crashing down as much. That's I how I know. think green tea is. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. similar to that. It's, yeah. a, it's a cleaner buzz, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Uh, I'm at home. Well, actually in the studio next door which is just a room above the garage, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Where are you in Seattle area? Oh, sorry. 
You mean where am I in the where am I in the where world? In the world? <laughs> Port Orchard, Washington. Uh, about a forty minute ferry ride from you. What's the pandemic vaccine rollout vibe in Port Orchard? How's it feel out there? Uh, uh same as everywhere else, I think. Yeah. You feel like people are um vaccinating and loosening up a little bit? I mean, I don't I haven't really talked to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. I don't know too many people out here except for like Logan's teachers. That's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, possibly. I don't know. I'm not sure. Have you been pretty isolated for the last year? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, except, you know, Justin comes here every two weeks, but it was it was every weekend for a while, but now it's every two weeks for four days. But so, yeah, aside from that, um, yeah, we've just been here. Logan finally started going to school in person again. Because being that he has uh, autism, so he really needs like, you know, some in-person interaction without having me as a crutch, like I said. So they got him, they actually moved him to a different school where they're having kids start to go in person that needed extra time and in person, you know. Yeah. What's, what's a day in the life look like for you in the last year? What do you, what do you do from wake to sleep? Um, kids diapers food kids uh you know kid everything you know everything every everything the kids need from second to second and sometimes it feels like second to second you know yeah sometimes bouncing back and forth from the three-year-old to the now six-year-old you know but Araya, Araya, she's 12 she kind of has her own you know thing going on she's got her first turntable so she's pretty excited oh. about that yeah you know i don't have to like tend to her every you know need like you know but the other two definitely, you know. Do you take naps? Um, sometimes without realizing it, but usually, you know, sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes all of a sudden realize, whoa, I was asleep. Uh, so yeah, I have a lot, there's some accidental naps, but, um, you know, if like one of the kids goes down for a nap, it's not, you know, like Logan's napping, my ear is up, you know, and then my ear is napping, Logan's up. So, you know, it's usually pretty much back and forth. Yeah. 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 Three children is a lot of children. I don't need to tell you that. I have yeah. a child, and it's it, fine. But one yeah. more would be too much. And you yeah, yeah. one more, one more. Yeah, it. I mean, it is. It's a lot for for anyone. You know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 being the youngest of nine kids. Right. That's right. No problem for you. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying. No. I'm saying. I don't understand how my mom. You know, well, I, now I know why she, you know, decided to go back to work and not be <laughs> home anymore when she, when I was like five years old and anyone, you know, I mean, good Lord, you know, I mean, it's just like, and I know she was Protestant, but I guess my dad being Catholic won the argument, but geez, yeah. <laughs> it's just great. Yeah. A lot of kids. Your parents were my, my bosses. Best I know. bosses ever. Uh, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Or my mom more so. I don't think Hugh was quite as you know, interactive, or maybe he was, I don't know. He was, we had lunch together almost. Every oh, day. okay. And oh, he, really? And he yelled okay. at me a lot. No. <laughs> yeah, right. You're right. <laughs> mostly me and Skitty in the office. Yeah. Have you picked up any um, good habits from this pandemic that you think you'll keep or any bad habits? It's to be honest, to kids, I <laughs> just call yeah. to kids, you know what I mean? So my habit is just like, you know, making sure the kids are okay. They have food. They're happy, you know, brush their teeth, take a bath, change the diapers, you know. So they're good habits, I suppose. But I mean, I was kind of in those habits before the whole thing. Yeah. So, you know, I, everything is so filled with either that and then now 
it's either constant writing or recording uh-huh. um or the kids you know right so and a lot of times my Euro will be over here um she's the one that comes over here and hangs out with us the most the three-year-old she comes over she puts on you know little ear protection things yeah. she, she sits there and pretends to sing and stuff while we play it's pretty cool so when have when have you found time to write and record well when justin comes out here so is it usually at night because you got kid duty all day so uh well he's here every two weeks for four days channery the mother of the children she she's you know she takes over full-time duty during that yeah. time okay. i'll go over and check on him and like i said my sometimes just comes over and hangs out here so yeah you know which is cool you have four day windows to record day, right? like marathon yeah. days yeah it is uh, justin calls them his retreats so he basically just comes out here and we just like write and you know when we first started out we started recording he was already good at engineering and everything, but now he's like actually getting to the level of producing in a way that is, um, it's impressive. It's been cool to see the evolution sort of take place. So he is the guitarist and singer Mm -hmm. and is engineering the record. And engineering the second record that we are like 80% done with. First record is going to be out on the 9th. On the 9th of April. Yeah. And then the second record we are, you know, since you can't play shows or tour, you know, or do anything like that. We basically just kept recording, and there's and the songs just kept coming. We just kept, you know, we just Brian, our bass player, kept getting annoyed. He was like, "Stop, stop writing songs." <laughs> so, you know, it's just it's there's a lot of places that all ideas and songs are coming from, including folders with hundreds of ideas. It sounds, you know, like the, yeah, the song faucet is on. Yeah, it is. It really is. It's like we could just keep, we could go and go and sift through that stuff, you know? Right. And we just find the stuff that's the strongest or has the most potential and work with it. So, and then the rest we just like wrote here in the room. So you're just going to keep writing? Yeah. think that um once this pandemic is over and we we've got herd immunity or we all feel safe enough that people are going to retain their habits and um you know stay inside not go to the office do you think people will do that do you think you'll keep behaving the way you have been for the last year for me, I haven't been actively isolating myself and being like you know don't must not go to the outside world must let go into public. Yeah. You know, I mean, I go, I, I wear the mask when I go into the store, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I've always kind of just been at home with the kids, except, except for when I was working, but now I'm just taking care of the kids. So it's like, it's always been like that. I already was kind of just sort of hanging out and, you know, I mean, we go to the park, stuff like that, you know. Right, yeah. But, uh, sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Oh, man, it said on the thing, it said, be sure to mute your phone. <laughs> oh, dang it. Anyway, as far as what other people are going to do, I, I, I just I have no idea. It's impossible yeah. to predict. I, I just don't know. I've said this before, but I just think if, you know, if the light switch could be turned back on, if you will, everyone's just going to go back to the exact same thing. You think so? Yeah. 
I yeah. think so. I could yeah. be wrong. Do you think that's a good thing? I don't know. I don't think it's a bad thing without yeah. I don't, too deep a thought. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to... I'm a little biased due to my... Um, profession? My Yeah, my profession, <laughs> right. my vocation requires yeah. people to crowd into small spaces and spread germs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But hey, you know, I mean, you know, it's like, isn't that the whole thing? You know, kids, yeah. when they're crawling around on the ground and they're on their hands and knees, you know, the dirt's making them stronger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something behind that. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I think that it would be nice to be able to play shows again. Have you guys played shows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. we played it. We played a bunch of shows and we had a tour that we we're going to do. We we're just going to do like a two week thing really quick. And, um, but yeah, that got canceled, but yeah. So that's yeah. why when, when all the lockdown happened, we we're like, all right, well, let's just finish the record. Then the songs just kept coming and we we're like, okay, well, let's just keep going. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have you guys done any streaming kind of performances? Uh, no, we, we, we did a song. We recorded a song live here uh-huh. uh, with the mic set up and everything. And then we um, edited the video together and then yeah. we, we released that, but it wasn't like live streaming, but it was right. live. It was live, you know, aside from that. You know. Was that fun? Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It sounded all right. Did it feel exactly like playing a show? No. Good. Of course not. Said no. Yeah, no. <laughs> How could it? Even live streaming, there's kind of a weird, awkward feeling to it, but it still isn't the same awkward feeling as, as like the live show, you know? Yeah. I agree. So do you have um, loose plans at least to go on tour? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're all basically since we're all fathers. (laughs) um, Yeah. We have to basically, you know, take into consideration. It's like, you know, we don't want to tour to the point where, you know, the kids start starts negatively affecting the kids and us. I mean, I don't want to be away from the kids for that long. So um, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I just, I like them. (laughs) I like them a lot. I love them. So yeah, we're going to go out. We just don't know when or where. Just don't know. You know what I mean? So no tentative plans. I have seen some uh, advertisements for, for some festivals and stuff happening way down the line for other people, you know? So yeah. advertisements, that's advertisements. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, in the, in the meantime, I'm going to play a tune. I want to play, the lambda the lambda 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 the slaughter pulls a knife that's what i want to play (laughs) the lamb to the slaughter pulls a knife all right is that cool with you you want to hear that uh no it goes no i'm just kidding okay All this time 
noisy ending. Good lord. Was something broken on one of the guitars or something? Yeah, I thought we got that out of there, but oops. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right. Well, it doesn't come out till April 9th, so you have four. <laughs> uh, it's already gone off to the, yeah, no, no. No, I'm kidding. I think it was intentional, I think. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> you guys and your art music. All right. I so, know, I know. All right, so the ra- that's um, that record comes out April 9th, and what's it called? Intermission. Land of the Slaughter is the second sing- single. The, f- the first one was Supervised Suffering. Yeah. And you guys produced that entire record yourselves. Yes, we did. Yeah. Over the course of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Justin did Justin did all the heavy lifting, but um, he and I did a lot of mixing together. Yeah. But he, 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 you know, he engineered, let's put it that way. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm learning slowly. Yeah. Do you like, do you like engineering? Do you like being uh, on that end of it? As soon as I feel more competent, yeah. But um, I'm learning, trying to learn from, you know, watching Justin learn. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's funny. It's cool. I like being able to record where I live. It's just yeah. something, you know, I prefer doing that. I've never really had that, but I don't know. I've also liked to get out of my house to do something. Yeah, to, I to understand get that. something done. Yeah. Well, this is kind of the, it's sort of a mix of the two because it's, it's not in the house. It's it's the area above the garage. So it's yeah. slightly separate, you know, so you don't feel like, you know what I mean? Were you guys listening to any music in particular when you were making these songs? Or have you guys been into anything new or anything new to you in the last uh, year? Man, I I have been so out of the loop. Uh-huh. Like, uh, like, so for the nine years that I spent not playing music i also spent that nine years not even listening to music really yeah i couldn't even hear it i couldn't yeah it was just a it was a weird sort of ptsd reaction thing that i had going but uh more like yeah more like the sort of like sinking feeling that i would get knowing that i wasn't doing something i should be doing right so yeah it's complicated yeah. are <laughs> yeah. you listening are you listening to anything now or are you no, Listen no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, yeah, no. Um, so many new bands, and I, I can't even, I can't even. I'm still processing it. So, but right. yeah, there's, yeah, but Reader's really good. Yeah, Reader's that's, really great. That's new to me. And uh, Fall of Troy, I just got was introduced oh. to them, and um, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm still in the process of rediscovering music to where you know, like I, I kind of, uh, I. I went back into No Means No. I don't know. I was oh like, yeah, I saw yeah. that man. That vid- did you make that video? I wish I did, but no, I didn't. I stole it. God. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool because I. So like when I first saw Brian Gorder, our bass player, I went to see Justin and Brian's band before we started a band. Then they have another band called mm-hmm. Blind Guides, and I went to see them. I was like, wow, I I really want to play with that bass player, and. Mm-hmm. uh the best way I can describe him is like, I was like, he has like this sort of like fire to his playing mm-hmm. that is comparable to like Andy Kerr from no means no guitar yeah. player or still singer, you know, who, who left the band, unfortunately, but, uh, and I love no means no. And I think they're, they're still gra- are always been great, but there's something special about the era with Andy Kerr. And so mm-hmm. I did this thing where I found Andy Kerr on Facebook. I was like, I wonder if he'd accept my request. <laughs> so I sent him a request I, and, and he accepted. And then he and I have actually become friends, which is cool. 
So does he live in Victoria? No, he lives in Amsterdam. Yeah. But it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, you know, I mean, I would, I saw them play mostly at the, or only at the okay hotel yeah. a bunch of times, but, uh, so you guys are friends. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't, I mean, we haven't met face in person, but you know, we've yeah. had some extensive conversations and he's really cool. And, uh, he was like, um, you know, he was like, you should have, you know, as soon as you guys make it out to Amsterdam, you know, he's like, I really want to come see you guys play. I was like, Oh, I'll probably, yeah. I'll probably be a little nervous, but that's cool. But, um, yeah, no, he's he's really cool, and he's uh he's just a really brilliant guy, and and he he said uh my son's really into the fire theft and signing real estate and stuff. I was like, dude, that's so weird because I was like, his dad being you, you yeah. know, is one of the like driving forces behind inspiring me to and uh, you know create to do that. So so yeah, it's just kind of an interesting full circle kind of thing. Yeah, you know? that's cool. Very cool. Yeah, awesome guy. Uh, well, I hope you make it out to Amsterdam and see the dude and meet him face to face. Yeah, me too. Well, speaking of playing places, I wanted to talk to you about an epic trip that we <laughs> took together. Yeah, it's, it was like it was a miniature tour. It was like a it was a one day one day tour. Yeah, it was an <laughs> epic trip we took together in 1997. I looked it up today, and it was yeah. um, what's that dude's name? It was his birthday. Um, Jeez, uh, 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 Davy yeah. Jones, Davy Jones, Davy Jones, and the right. yeah, he had a band called the he had a band called the Lower Third. And then he changed his name to David Bowie That's after right. that. But uh, it was his birthday yeah. that we were invited to in 1990. Yeah. Davy Jones, Davy Jones is turning 50. Yeah, that was one of the most surreal, bizarre experiences for both of us, both together, separately, yeah. independently, all the way around. Yeah, yeah. unforgettable. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> you want to lay out the circumstances in which we were invited to David Bowie's birthday party? <laughs> what was the venue his birthday party was being held at? Ice cream shop? It was in a garden somewhere. Oh, it was yeah. a, the Madison, Madison, <laughs> Madison ice creams, Madison ice cream shop. But uh, so yeah, we flew out. You and I flew out there. You came along. I mean, you know. I, I don't even know why we you were assigned as as drum tech. We were were we just trying to like get past red tape? Why would there be any red tape? I should be allowed to bring you know a, a you know whatever. I don't know, but I don't know. But I was asked to be a Foo Fighters drum tech. My first drum yeah, tech and, position. And dressed like a ninja, dressed like a ninja, <laughs> like wearing all black. Yeah. Wow. Um. Right. So we flew out there, and uh, and you, it, the whole thing started with you before me because you were there before I showed up so you you have experiences that uh, and memories that I I wasn't present for so yeah. I, I don't know if you want to I don't know if you want to start there but uh yeah well so we flew together out to New York City me you and Nate Mendel and I think Dave and we lost Nate in Chicago because he got off the plane and didn't get back on for some reason or yeah. when in yeah. transit we lost him and then yeah. um I'm still <laughs> pissed at him for that I haven't talked. God, about I know. Then. I know. I know. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> so we got to New York, the Big Apple, and I'm sure we took a big bite of it that night. Because yeah, sure. Probably. I don't know. You know, for whatever reason, we were, I, I believe it was four in the morning was the last time I checked the clock and we were in your room doing whatever <laughs> with friends yeah. and whatever. And um, yeah. I didn't know that I had to get up at 7 a.m. to go to Connecticut for rehearsal. 
And so I just went to sleep at I don't know what time and then was awoken by a, the phone ringing and it was Nick Close, who later became my drum tech in the shins. Wow. Which is very strange. Wow. What a, wow. Was, what a trip. It was Nick Close from the lobby and he was Sonic Youth's guitar tech at the time. And he said, is this Joe Plummer? And I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's Joe. <laughs> Are you coming to the rehearsal? Uh, I was like, probably had no idea where I was, you know, it was been a yeah, yeah. For 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, and like, man. oh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And he's like, we're waiting in the lobby for you. So I run downstairs and then all the crew guys are in the van and I'm just an idiot running out there. And then God. we go to Connecticut to rehearsal. So that's, that's a new thing because I, Connecticut, I, I did. That's that's. I didn't. I don't remember that part. Yeah. We went Crazy. to a big theater in Connecticut. Do you remember that rehearsal day? Uh, well, I wasn't at the rehearsal. You were at the rehearsal. No, I only remember. I, really? Yeah. Oh man, I I wow. My memory my memory starts in Madison Square Garden. Or am I mixing the places up with a? Am I? Was no. I really there? Oh my god! You were there. No, I wasn't there. You showed oh, up and you geez. and you guys went through a song. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. It, That's right. Okay. All right. I think it was just. Okay. All right. All right. It's coming fighters. back to me. Yeah. I think it was just a food. Oh, okay. Okay. Fun. Okay. All right. Yeah. It's coming back to me now. Okay. Wow. And then you guys showed up and we played. We played. And you guys played a couple numbers with David Bowie. And then yeah. um, you guys were all done with that. And I was sitting in your backstage with y'all. And I was sitting on the couch. This is something I'll never forget, <laughs> ever. I was sitting on the couch, and I was sitting on the end with the with my hand on the armrest. You were to the left yep. of me in the middle. Dave was to the left of you on the other end of the couch. Yeah. I was looking to my left, talking to you and Dave, and someone taps me on the shoulder, and I turn to my right, <laughs> and kneeling down is David Bowie. And I'm just like, like, like four inches, four, four inches, inches from your from face or yeah. something. And I'm see two different colored eyes and I'm frozen <laughs> and time is frozen. And it seems like it's an hour. And he just goes, I want to thank you for playing my birthday party. <laughs> it's going to be great. It's so great yeah. that you guys could come out. And I was like, yeah. Oh, ah, you think I'm, <laughs> you think I'm William. And I was, like, <laughs> but for one second, I was like, oh man, this is great. David Bowie thinks I did something for him. And then <laughs> and I was like, oh, you want this guy. And then yeah, he walks around to the front of the couch <sighs> and kind of kneels in front of you and Dave and basically says the same thing and pats me on the knee and, and yeah, gives yeah. him a wink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Oh my hey. God. So that was day one. Wow. Yeah. And then the uh, the actual thing itself was kind of a blur. I remember, I remember, I think it must have been a rehearsals where I like I was having to like listen to the the Hello Space Boy song like in headphones to like try to get an idea of how, how it went. Even though I should have known because we had toured playing a bunch of shows with them in Europe, but I didn't know the newer songs by the title. I don't think you know. Right. So yeah, it was it was very nerve wracking. Um, you know, I already like I mean like I've said I've, I've had a bit of a problem with stage fright already so that was basically just like um exacerbated i hate right. that word but <laughs> but uh well, sorry but uh and so then we went out and i remember playing that song 
I remember being set up right about, you know, a little more than four inches away <laughs> from his David Bowie's butt, more like about, you know, like mm, five, four or five feet, but still yeah. four or five feet. It felt like it was four inches. <laughs> so, but uh, it was very, very um, uh, nerve wracking. It was my, my performance was more comparable to, to a uh, panic, <laughs> I think. But uh, I, what do you remember about your performance? I dropped the stick. Mm-hmm. And- I, I dropped the stick. I had to reach down and pick it up. And <laughs> I had to reach down and pick it up. When I was hired to be your drum tech and I didn't fucking pick up your stick for you. But we have to add Dude, if I would... the added thing was at the last minute was David Bowie wanted Dave to play as well. So there was three drummers playing at once. Yeah. They basically told you <laughs> to to basically they're like, Well, get another drum kit. Right. Somehow Somehow another drum kit showed That's up. That's right, man. And then you you basically you had to duct tape that thing down, and then it fell over, right? Yeah. So yeah, it fell over. You dropped this. God, what a bad drum tech I was. No wonder I'm not a drum tech anymore. Hey, dude. You know it was. I should. I I didn't have the you know the mind to put a stick, a couple sticks somewhere. You know, I just wasn't. <laughs> you know, I wasn't prepared. I didn't bring my stick bag. I you know, I don't know what I was thinking. But um, yeah, yeah. It sucked. You know, you drop a stick, and you're like. You're like, I don't have a, I don't have a safety net. I don't. And so I was like, I had to bend down and reach and grab it and back and back up. But really, what the fuck was I doing? Drum tech or not? That's a friend. I wasn't even being a friend. No, no, dude. If I were, if I was dressed in all black and like had to put on like a weird black hood to run, I mean, dude, you know, it was so chaotic, you know, it was. So do you remember, you remember dropping the stick? Do you remember any good stuff about playing the show? Or were you just all anxiety? Well, it was a, it was an interesting experience, but I mean, afterwards, you know, it was it was surreal, you know, like you know, because you're so we're walking to the dressing room. Prince walks by. Oh no, Lou Reed first. Lou Reed <laughs> walks by. <laughs> then Prince walks by, and then we go into the dressing room. Walk in there, and there's like uh, Billy Corgan hanging out. Everybody in Sonic Youth. I think Beck was there. Robert Smith was there. Frank Black's there. I don't think starstruck is a healthy thing. I think it's kind of a toxic thing, but there's a whole respect struck thing where you're like, you know, these are some of the folks that I've listened to. And, you know, as I was growing up and getting into music in high school or whatever that, you know, influenced me and I'm the, here they are, you know, I'm not in the room with a bunch of them. So it's crazy. You know, my first concert ever was the cure when I was younger. So, I mean, it was, it was really crazy. So so, so it was before the actual set because I remember going in there and running into Robert and we and Robert Smith is in there and he and I having sort of like a weird uh, conversation where we were sort of commiserating over the stage fright thing and he was like I'm he's like I'm fucking terrified <laughs> he's like <laughs> and, and I was like me too man me too and then uh, while we were talking. You know, and sort of, you know, doing supporting each other, yeah. <laughs> getting getting each other through it. Uh, Christopher Walken walked in. Oh God! Walks up to the to the deli table and makes himself a sandwich, oh. and then that was like, that was where every he and my conversation with Robert Smith just just it be, it became very quiet. It was silent, and he and I just sort of looked at each other like, yeah, this is really weird. <laughs> you know, that's insane. very strange thing. Yeah, really weird. Yeah. So, and then you, well, yeah, I don't know if we didn't tell that. You had some other interactions oh, yeah. with Robert Smith. Well, I did. Yeah, but I don't can, know. We yeah. can tell the story. I think it's okay. Um, 
Yeah, I'm sure he doesn't do it anymore. Yeah, well, so <laughs> I was in an odd position, um, a, a fun position, but you guys treated me like a band member. I seemed to be hanging out in the backstage all day of both rehearsal and uh, the show. So I was sitting- yeah, in, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Man, oh, yeah. it was great. <laughs> And uh, so I was sitting in the backstage all day at Madison Square Garden as people like Robert Smith trickled in. And (laughs) sometimes I'd just be sitting on the couch in there and be like, Lou Reed walked in for one second and then turned back around. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird, dude. And then, yeah. It's weird. One one point, uh, Robert Smith and (laughs) the guitarist from The Cure played the show. Mm -hmm. And they were just sitting in the room. And it was just me. And those two. And them. <laughs> and uh, they uh, politely introduced themselves, and I just uh, went back to whatever I was doing. And um, yeah, I was reading Please Kill Me, another weird thing. Kim Gordon gave me a copy of that book, Please Kill Me, the day before. Man, she is, she is one of the nicest people yeah. I've ever met in my life. Yeah. About an hour or two later, I went into the bathroom. And it's massive bathroom. And I walked in and Robert Smith was the only one there. And he was hunched over the countertop, huffing a line or something. And it was really funny because he had a straw or something in his hand. And he looked up at me really quickly and he went, oh, hello. We've met. Hello again. being funny. And then I peed and i walked out and i just yeah. like did that yeah, just, yeah. did that just happen i don't know yeah it's a good thing that you didn't do that it's a good thing that you have never done those kind of drugs yeah. in general but true also it, but if you had it would be really funny what a story to have done yeah. that with robert smith but it but it's yeah. good that you were the bigger better person yeah right well now. i wasn't offered i don't <laughs> yeah. know i would have been a better person oh, yeah, would've. <laughs> you would have you would have said no you would have said no of course so <laughs> So one of the last things I do remember of the show, which was fun. I don't know if you remember this. You had met Fred Schneider before, I think. Yes. You, I mean, I, as far as I was concerned, you were, you guys were pals and you knew that I loved Fred Schneider. And I remember it was like standing in a room with like Christopher Watkin and all these people. And you're like, Joe, come here, come here, come here, come come here. And I didn't know it was Fred Schneider at first. (laughs) And then I got Uh close and I was like, oh my God. And he's like, you have to meet Fred. This is Fred. And it, it was, yeah. we talked about clothing for a second and it was awesome. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I met him. I don't remember where it was. We were, uh, Oh God, maybe it was in the States. Cause I don't know. There was some barbecue that was going to happen and he was going to go to it. And, uh, there was a message on my phone in my hotel room. And I, I checked the message and he goes, Hey, Will, this is Fred. Just wondered if you're going to that barbecue. I was like, oh, man, I missed it. It's too late, you know, but, but, uh, no, he's a really, really nice guy. How the fuck could you miss a barbecue with Fred Schneider? The, oh. I, I know, I know. I'm, I know, I know. I, I, it's terrible, but, um, <laughs> you know, I wasn't, I didn't answer the phone originally because, you know, you always think it's like going to be the front desk. I don't know. Right. Anyway, right. whatever, whatever. Maybe I was sleeping. I don't know, but, Probably so, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, that strange thing, man. I mean, you know, it's a weird, you know, you know, I mean, both of us coming from like this punk rock scene and then all of a sudden you're kind of like launched 
into, you know, situations where you're suddenly like playing shows with people who inspired you. It's very strange. Yeah. It's just a very interesting thing. You know, it's really cool, yeah. but it's very strange. You know, it was a little overwhelming that night <laughs> for some reason. You know, it's just like, I mean, you look, Prince, Lou Reed, Christopher Walken, Robert Smith, Frank Fleck. I mean, there's 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 several more ingredients, but I mean, you could stop right there and it's yeah. just a little too much for, you know, it's it's an it, it's an assault on the senses. Yeah. You know, just like, oh, you know, I was even nervous and all I had to do was walk yeah. on stage in a black leotard. But it's, it's so and not help you guys. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, God, man, um, <laughs> so many more things happened. But do you remember how we capped off that night, our trip? Basically, uh, how we were rewarded by the uh, city of New York. Why? Well, well, before that, I know I went. I know we went to an after party at his house at at his space or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and like. Uh, and I remember uh, that was weird. My only memory from that really was talking to Matt Dillon for a minute. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> that was about it. Matt Dillon burned me with a cigar. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember? I was getting Yeah, drinks. sorry about I, that. Yeah, yeah. I was getting us drinks, and I had my hands full, and I kind of went like that. And I hit a cigar. Yeah. yeah. That's weird, man. Tex. Dally from the Outsiders. It's <laughs> weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I do remember how <laughs> I do remember how we capped it off. We left the party. We went out front. Yep. There were cars and people jumping in cars everywhere, and people summoning you and I. And I believe mm-hmm. it was Mendel that was going, "You guys, come get in the car." And we were standing there looking at each other, and we decided to walk from Tribeca to Midtown. Yeah, because that's fun, and that's what you do when you live yeah. in Seattle and you're visiting New York. And, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I we probably ate nine pieces of pizza and <laughs> yeah, you know, drank beer on the way. And when we were first um, yeah, that was that was our big mistake. Yeah, 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 big mistake. Oops. So then, when we got very close to the hotel, you jumped into the store, and I was mm-hmm. holding my open container and oh. your open container, standing near cops. Oh, for oh, man. you ran in the store. You came out. I believe I handed you your open container. They were Guinnesses. Again, eyes. Uh-huh. And, when you and hear the cops a, hey! casually, yeah, they <laughs> casually walked up to us or summoned us, and they were like, "Hey, we got to give you guys tickets." And we're like, "For what?" And I remember, and they're like, o- "Open containers, open, open containers, <laughs> open containers." And I remember us just going like, "Oh man, we don't, we don't want to be like disrespectful." We just kind of thought it was okay that it was okay here. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, this ain't this ain't New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> then I, exactly. And then you poured them out. I think you took them and dumped them. Dumped, and, you know, we were being nice and we were kind of talking to them, dumping them out. And it was like, throw them away. I think you might have said, are we cool? And they were like, we got to give you guys tickets. And they wrote us open container wow. tickets. I wish I still yeah, had yeah. I never paid it. We're, we're like, man, I, you know, can't believe that. I mean, you you won't just like let this pass. We didn't know we're not from, you know, we're from out of town. We thought we were in New Orleans. <laughs> it's like, hey, he was like, hey, just. Ask Giuliani. It's it's from Giuliani. That's right. He said Giuliani gave you these tickets. Disney and Giuliani gave you these tickets. Now get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that sucked. But then you tried to pay it. I don't know if I tried to pay it. 
I can't remember, but but then it, it didn't it no. didn't work. They so get, you and I are, you and I both we you and I both have warrants for our <laughs> in New York for open containers from uh, over these, twenty years ago. One of these days, I'm not going to make it home yeah. on the tour and be detained at yeah. the JFK. Yeah, man, that's one weird. That, that's one weird thing that's so strange for me about my life now, or my life for a while now, is the the not drinking anymore. It's so strange thing to me because it's so because I I because I did so much do that, you yeah. know, <laughs> as you know, as you as you may remember. Yeah, so I remember. It's such a it, it's such a strange thing for me. It's like so bizarre. Like it's hard for me to wrap my head around the state of mind of to where like I was like going. That was where I was, you know, if I was done playing, that's where I was headed was right to drink, you know? And um, it's just a weird, such a weird thing, you know, it's yeah. weird. I almost wish I wanted to drink, but it's like, I can't even get my, I can't force myself to do it. It's like, yeah. I don't know what, it's really strange, but yeah, it's cool. I'm not like a sober I mean, guy, like I, you know, I mean, I, I do, I do like heroin every week. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. No, I'm joking. I, you can edit that out, but I don't. Uh, but I, I don't, I, I don't. Uh, I'm not. I didn't go through like a program. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I mean. Like, and I don't like if people drink. I'm not like, oh, you know what I mean. It's, yeah. I, I, I'm like, oh man, I wish I could. I wish I wanted to. Yeah. Same way, I'm a vegetarian. It's like I don't care if people eat meat. It was just a personal yeah. preference for me. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird thing. But yeah. I think back then, I mean, drinking was uh, a part of our lives more than it is now, obviously. But back then, the adventure, I, I just can remember just walking around New York and like, dr drinking beer, of course, was part of it. But stopping and eating pizza. Did we stop and get Kanish, too? Do you remember? Oh, that? yeah. Yeah, weren't we on a hunt for a Kanish too? Like every yeah, be, yeah. Be, it was Blake uh, Schwarzbach right. from Jawbreaker. That's who right. any time I was in New York with him, he would, he got me hooked on that. So yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. God, what a crazy time. Yeah, crazy time. Um, well, I'm gonna let you go. Congrats on the record. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's nice to be doing it again. Yeah. It's a good thing. What yeah. are you looking forward to in the next year? Putting out the second record. Oh yeah, <laughs> and a little yeah, bit yeah. of touring. I'm, oh uh, yeah, yeah, that and you know, uh, reasonable, sane amount of touring. You know, yeah. that you know that doesn't confuse the kids. Everyone's right. kids. My mine is better. Well, no, Brian's got a really little one, and then I have a, you know two little ones. So you can so, make yeah. like but no, that, stand up life size images of yourself, and you can make like six of them and put them in each room. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, man. Um, it's nice talking to you. Nice talking to you too, man. It was it was very fun. Let's get that snare drum back to you. Uh, I mean, you know, if it just sounds like a piccolo, then no, I no, it'd be fun to experiment with. But uh, um, you know, but I mean, it it belongs to you now. But uh, but it'd be funny just to see just to see it again. You know, kind of like Bilbo seeing the ring. Yeah. You know, just one more time. I'll, how about if I, if it is mine officially, I'll give it, I'll loan it to you for twenty years. Okay, that's the fair. The time I believe I've had it. Yeah, I think um, that's how we. Uh, I think that's how we do stuff. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> I almost yeah. forgot. You want to play some drums? You want to go back there and play drums? Say goodbye and play drums, uh, and we'll see what happens. I've got a drum set. Back uh, all right, it's probably gonna, it's probably gonna sound like crap, no but way, uh, we can perfect. try. 
All right. Uh, yeah, so uh, what, should we, what should we play? I don't know. You go play something and I'll listen to it and see if I can respond to it. <laughs> it was good to talk to you. Thank you, sir. All right. Good to talk to you as well. Bye. Talk to you soon, I hope. Yes. Bye. 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 Thanks to William for the story. To hear more stories like this and our companion episode, The Check-In, go to ruinousmedia.com slash tour stories. Mm-hmm.